Welcome back to the Eduverse Enigma podcast. This week, we're chatting with Expert VR's very own head of sales, David Stark, and marketing manager, Marvin Del Monto. This episode, we'll be diving into a variety of AI tools used by the team, AI within the education system, and the overall impact of technology and where it's headed in the future. You won't want to miss it. Welcome back to the Ediverse Enigma podcast. This week we have two very special guests, Dave Stark and Marvin Del Mundo, coming on to uh, chat about AI. So Dave and Marvin are both from the Expert VR business team, and we've been uh, exploring a lot of different AI use cases, both in our VR development, how we're using it in business, and just chatting about where it's going in the education space. So I'll uh, pass it over to, to Dave first, and then Marvin to introduce yourself, and then we can uh, jump into talking about AI. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to talk on a podcast and not have it be about around athletics, fitness, health, wellness. Uh, this is what I'm passionate about when it comes to work. Uh, AI has been basically the topic of conversation probably for the last six months, right, Jens? And yes. I don't know, Chad GPT's mentioned more than, frankly, whatever everyone ate for breakfast this morning. And I'm thinking, hey, this is a hint that we need to be talking about sharing what we're learning, what we're implementing, what we're doing so that others can follow along because we're seeing a ton of leaders out there share the fact that, you know, if you're not using it, you're probably falling behind. So uh, I'm excited for this conversation, looking forward to sharing some notes and, and uh, getting feedback from the audience as well, because I know this is a new podcast and I'm excited to be a part of this start at Expert VR and uh, see it continue to flourish with the Enigma. Love it. Love it. All right. And Marvin. Yeah. So marketing. <laughs> and marketing. Yeah. So uh, my name is Marvin. Uh, for unlike Dave, I don't have my own podcast. So this is actually the first podcast episode I'll be doing. And I'm happy it's with the Edgeverse Enigma and with the Expert VR team. Uh, I'm the content mar marketing manager. So I handle the social media side of things, but I also handle a lot of AI tools. So really excited to share some of my knowledge with you guys. Love it. Love it. All right. So I, I guess starting off like in both of your uh, daily lives, obviously we talk about it all the time, but how are both of you using AI so far? And I guess like how has it changed uh, the work that you're doing over the past uh, few months here as ChatGPT or other technologies are coming into, into play? Marvin, I'll let you go first. I started last one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No worries. <laughs> yeah, AI has definitely had a huge impact in my job. Uh, just comparing it uh, towards my internship that uh, with Expert VR a few months back when AI wasn't really too much of a topic and hot trending thing back then. I use it every single day now. Obviously, ChatGPT is something I use a lot daily. Um, Mid-journey as well, just for image creations, for things like that. I also really use this uh, really cool AI system called Video AI. And what that is, it's for the podcast. It auto generates like clips that you can use for TikTok uh, and other short form um, platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube short. So it just saves so much time, literally within a click of a button. Uh, aside from that as well, too, uh, I also use Adobe Podcasts for when we're recording videos. It just clears up the audio, enhances the speech and any background noise like within a click of a button. And an upload, it just clears it like, yeah, I'm using a professional mic. So love that. Uh, <laughs> definitely with editing a lot of the videos and podcast episodes, 
Uh, it saves a lot of time trying to manually do it myself on Premiere Pro. So yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot more things as well too. And uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I got some questions to dig in there, but I'll pass it over to Dave to talk about his uh, daily AI first. Yeah, Marvin, I need to learn those too because I feel like this going to be implementing those. Yeah, this podcast. Uh, yeah, so honestly, I, I, I didn't actually introduce myself in the last one too, so I should mention that I'm the head of sales at Expert VR. And specifically with this role, uh, Chat GPT has been incredible. I'm not going to say it's completely replaced a lot of my thought or required thinking, but I can prompt this tool, and that's essentially what OpenAI ChatGPT is, is it's a tool. And we've figured out ways that we can use that, whether that's creating outbound messaging, whether that's creating lists, showcasing examples of how VR training is beneficial in comparison to previous training methods. Evan, we were just on a government call earlier this morning showcasing, you know, TikToks of old training from earlier this year or last year that are using plastic tables and just frankly, I, I don't know. I don't even know the correct way of saying this without being uh, completely disrespectful, but just a lack of an effort towards training proper organization standards, wh however you want to so dated it, poorly run. And, you know, we're seeing opportunities now where there's AI that is literally telling us exactly how we can run these simulations to be beneficial for everyone involved. And I think, you know, Agent GPT is another one that people have been started to use now as well. That one looks crazy. All of these require like your API link or API code, whatever that one is. Um, <clears throat> for me, Chat GPT, Agent GPT, I know HubSpot's also come out with their new uh, HubSpot AI as well. So that's something I'm probably going to be digging into as well. But those three have been instrumental so far. Um, I, I can safely say I was appreciative of the $20 per month plan instead of the paper use on ChatGPT because I find I'm actually using more money now. But that's okay. <laughs> so, um, but it, it can literally impact anyone positively. Like this is helping my dad with his mining. Uh, company. This is helping my mom with her work in the, in the school district. This is helping myself between the podcast, expert VR. And that's really the the interesting aspect to me is that it's not just one person that's benefiting from this. Everyone in society that has access to the internet has access to chat GPT and therefore can be benefiting, getting better. It's literally a self-development tool. You can ask it to summarize books. You can ask it to summarize podcasts, videos. So when used correctly, this tool can realistically change your life in a matter of minutes because it's operating so fast in comparison to anyone else or anything else we've seen in the past. So uh, those are the three that I'm using right now. I think that it's just crazy what we're seeing so far. We're just scratching the surface. Uh, and more, more so than anything, I think it's important to just be aware of what's out there and having conversations like this so that we're learning, hey, Marvin's got podcast AI that's going to help us a ton. And that's what we should be using over here. And, you know, the only way we're going to find that out is by listening to podcasts like this and having those conversations. For sure. For sure. And uh, I guess to, to jump in on, on a couple of those points, I think uh, uh, a very good point on the, on the cost side of things, you gotta, you gotta be wary about it. If you, this is the pay per use side of things, um, something to look into when you're doing that is 
there are different versions of ChatGPT. They have ChatGPT 4 out now, 3.5 is what most people have been using since November. So it's a lot cheaper to use 3.5 than 4. So uh, anybody jumping into into this space, make sure to be looking at, at that as well. Um, and I think the, the summarizing side of things is, is really interesting. Like you were saying, Dave, for like being able to be kind of a, a teacher or a way to very quickly um, gather information. Um, but even along those lines, I know some of the developers on our team have been using ChatGPT to feed in uh, problems that they've been having with code and ChatGPT is able to give them examples of how they might fix that that bug or that problem. Um, so kind of like a, um, uh, a, a someone to bounce ideas off of and get that feedback on. So very interesting. Um, Notice I didn't really introduce myself at the start either. Uh, Evan Fittler, Bates, CEO of Expert VR, um, said to quickly jump in. I'm using a lot of those similar tools, a lot of ChatGPT. Uh, I know Dave, Marvin, and I have been uh, playing around with and exploring uh, Agent GPT, like Dave mentioned uh, this week. So really excited to see where that goes because it's it's more than just asking one question and getting an answer. It combines. Um, two AIs or two versions of ChatGPT. So you're asking the question and then it lists all the tasks that need to be done to answer that question. And then the other version of ChatGPT goes through those tasks and and does those tasks for you. So very interesting uh, where that technology is. Um, Beyond that, I'm excited uh, to see new technologies or new softwares that are adding AI. Uh, We use ClickUp for all of our management and they're adding AI in there to basically do everything that ChatGPT does, but within the software that you're already using. So you don't have to go to another website and it can connect to a lot of the data you already have stored there as well. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Grammarly cause I, am uh, not <laughs> the, the best with ever. So they're adding AI and so having that tool just available at your fingertips as you're typing up an email or a document is uh, very exciting. Um, but to go back to you, Marvin, you were, you were saying there that, uh, you kind of missed the boat in, in school and not being able to use chat GPT, but now you're using it at work. Obviously we're, we're in the education space. I'm really excited about like Grammarly and chat GPT and everything, but uh, you just graduated uh, about eight months ago, nine months ago now. So like, do you have any friends that are still in school? They're using chat GPT or just like thinking back, how would you be using chat GPT if you were in uh, school right now? Don't worry, uh, Ryerson won't come after you because uh, uh, you're good now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, funny story. I actually uh, told my friend about ChatGPT just because we use it so regularly in work. I thought it would be like a conversation that we could talk about ChatGPT, learn from each other. And when I first mentioned it to him, he was like, what is ChatGPT? And I was like, no way you haven't heard of ChatGPT yet. Like, there's, it's rather you're sleeping under a rock or uh right now you're working a little bit too much that you're not online and um he actually told me that his girlfriend uh has been in school and has struggled with a lot of his a lot of her psychology reports and he basically showed her chat gpt uh wrote a bunch of psychology reports (laughs) and basically now like she's passing with flying colors and she's sleeping yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and she's sleeping a lot more as well, too. And I very much think that had I had this during my time at Ryerson, I would have just saved so much time. And not even just from a copyright standpoint, also from a research standpoint, just because uh, like the way that I use ChatGPT now as well, for the most part, is 
I input different URLs and I have them summarize these URLs. So that would have been huge in just researching for the most part as well too. So not necessarily cheating, but <laughs> using it efficiently, effectively, and just learning from it for the most part. For sure. That's, that's a, that's a great point. You don't want to want to be cheating there. You want to be using it for research, improving what you're doing. But, um, I know I was telling both of you, you a couple of weeks ago, I was in the, the Toronto subway system and heard two students talking about chat GPT and one was saying, oh yeah, I'm using it all the time. It's writing everything. It's doing all my work. Um, and I don't have to really go to school anymore. And the other student was like, yeah, I haven't touched it because like I'm paying to go to school. I want to learn these things. Uh, I want to understand these things. So I'm curious from, from either of your standpoints, I guess I'll pass it over to Dave since he just talked about it. Uh, where do you think is that kind of like line, um, whether it's in education or just in the workplace of between having ChatGPT do everything and not using it at all? I think there's a fine line that we need to walk. Um, I think like, like you guys both mentioned, the preface of this is something that definitely should be used on an internal level, uh, whether it's doing research. Again, make sure you're fact-checking as well because we've also seen showcases of ChatGPT just making like completely BSing a reference and putting it together. So uh, just be wary of that. But I'd say more than anything, it's an opportunity. Hey, you can use this tool again to your advantage. So pull in that information, do the research, have it create maybe a structure template of what you're looking to build. But at the end of the day, you still need to be able to do that work. You need to be able to think creative, creatively enough to be able to prompt it correctly. So <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there that are worried about the fact that this is going to basically offload your need to use your brain, which indirectly it does. But this is really also just capitalizing on people that have the ability to continue to expand that information and dive deeper into a specific subject. And I think because it's a learning system and it's continuously iterating on what it knows, the opportunities are endless from an education pushing that information out there. You got to be wary though, because we don't know what it's generating it from. Um, the copywriting are very, very unknown, frankly, to this point. Uh, we don't know what it's going to do. Uh, there's system softwares out there that you're able to track it. So I'd say if you're using it for external, like publications, probably not a good idea. If you're using it to do research as a student, probably a good idea. Uh, and I think if a teacher isn't in favor of that, they're probably not going to be willing to look at progressive, forward, innovative learning and teaching methods. So I think there's an opportunity to educate everyone in this space, like what ChatGPT is doing. It's a platform, it's a tool, like everything, it can be misused and used correctly. So uh, just something to be cognizant of. And if you've got a gut feeling that it's doing something you shouldn't be doing, you're probably not doing something you should be doing. <laughs> right. And just to touch on that point uh, and the points you made, Earlier, Dave, I do believe that it can be misused, but like everything, um, everything starts with discipline. So as long as you're disciplined and balancing the workload between ChatGPT and your own creative thoughts, I think it's just a beautiful framework. The way I described it is like it's an executive assistant, really, at the end of the day, right. you, correctly. Um, and it can be a very efficient one that you don't have to communicate with other than written words now would also be nice for people during their work day so uh, all those things considered it's an incredible tool and for your point marvin the fact that that person hadn't even heard of it like is crazy 
worst online Taylor Swift is. And we popular <laughs> Taylor Swift. That's oh, yeah. crazy. And Evan, I was telling you earlier, like the CEO of Google said that this is more important than the invention of electricity. That is saying something good. Wow. So with that quote, like where do both of you think like obviously it's making an impact today but like electricity is a pretty important uh, impactful technology over the past uh, 100 plus years where do you think ai will go where it's going to make that that big of impact uh, specifically in education or, or just in general where do you kind of picture it going whoever wants to go first yeah, I think that's a very in-depth question <laughs> that has, probably has a lot of answers. Um, but similar to electricity, I think that AI now, it's one of those inventions that it really can pivot the way that we approach life, right? And it starts with the jobs so or in the education space and the medicine space, the transportation space, especially as well, too. Those are all industries that are going to be affected sooner or later with AI. Like I read some an article talking about um, how AI could uh, uh, affect the medicine industry and how personalized medicine is going to be a thing sometime soon with AI and how like with that is going to be personalized AI therapy. So I think that's really cool. And with the transportation uh, industry as well too, just making the whole transportation system here in Toronto especially because it doesn't necessarily have the best transportation system we all know we had our fair share of TTC problems uh, and construction traffic and things like of that nature so yeah I think it's gonna revolutionize the way revolutionize the way that we approach life and it's gonna affect all these huge industries that ultimately like are in our lives so for sure. I was trying couldn't to agree more. Sorry, go ahead, Evan. No, no, yeah, couldn't agree more. And uh, I'm just reading, uh, Dave, you have a point down here. Most people worked on farm year, farms years ago, then tractors came out. Um, it, in my mind, I think like a lot of a lot of people didn't didn't want to work on a farm or didn't want to have to like do everything manually. And then after came out and like it took away jobs, but that allowed hopefully a lot of those people to move in the jobs that they were more excited, more passionate about. Um, what were you thinking on, on that quote or that, that topic of tractors? Yeah, I, I'll give full credit here to Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, that's <laughs> where that point came from. Um, but it's AI is like every other tool. Like I mentioned previously, like a microphone, like a toothbrush. At the end of the day, if it makes us as humans more efficient, we're going to adopt it. And that, that's what AI is doing. And we didn't know how well toothbrushes could clean our teeth when they originally came out and they've continued to get better. And now they do a pretty damn good job about making sure our teeth are between vibrations, bristles, whatever the case may be. AI may not be the same as a toothbrush, but it is a toothbrush. It's going to have its first iteration, i.e. chat GBT, open AI, and it's going to continue to evolve. And in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to make sure our teeth are very damn clean. Uh, I use the example because you can now create contracts. You can now replace these typically difficult things to do in your day-to-day -day life that took up those time-consuming hours and have them done for you in the meantime. And like, man, I I didn't I wouldn't want to have to go farm 
and go use that as a tractor but then tractors come out they've become more efficient and now we have other farming tools that continue to get better and now we have watering systems and like i look at ai and it's it's going to continue to progress us as a society provide us new suggestions we have no idea what it's going to do put it that way uh the best way to answer that is like we've again just scratched the surface uh but it's going to be pretty pretty incredible what we see over the next couple decades for sure for sure and uh, i guess to to steer it back towards towards education um you know we were talking just before this that uh, both of you haven't seen too much of what we've been doing with ai within in our simulations or what we've been experimenting because it's uh, we've just been doing some research and it's not something we've been like promoting or talking about too much. Um, so to give some context to yourselves and to the audience, uh, at Expert VR, we've been working with Georgian College for, I think, eight, nine months now, um, working with some master's students there where they're study- studying artificial intelligence and they're training AI models with ChatGPT as well as exploring other AI models um, to create AI avatar in our simulations. So basically, right now, if you've gone through any of our simulations, um, any of the soft skills that you're learning or any of the conversational pieces, you have to select from options. We call it the conversation matrix tool, where there's a conversation tree. You have four options of how you want to respond to the avatar in the simulation. Depending on how you respond, they'll respond accordingly, and you'll follow that kind of path. And and we've added like uh, emotions behind those so that we can have uh, the a of the avatar change a little bit more and and have their animations change with how they're responding but it's still pretty like linear how you're going through it so we're looking at for um, interrogating uh, a suspect for a crime or talking to a witness at a crime scene or a traffic collision scene instead of going through those options they would have the ai would have all the background on how um how the crash happened at this traffic collision or something along those lines and who they are and uh, if they were looking at their phone while they were driving, those sorts of things. And then you can go interview them and pull that information from them, um, from that AI. So it's a lot more natural of a conversation. Um, and then on top of that, I, I know I shared an article earlier this week with both of you of that, uh, those AI towns that were being created where all of these little AI uh, agents were interacting with each other and this, in this world where there, there's no human interaction or I think in, in the one I shared you could join as a human interact with them but if you left them to, to be they would create their own plan and everything moving forward so curious where you might um, be excited of where that's heading in the in the simulation and education space for virtual reality what, what was that Ryan Reynolds movie uh, free, free guy or free guy yeah free guy free guy, free guy. I imagine free guy times 10 (laughs) and i don't say that because i think like it's we again i we don't know where it can go and uh, we're only limited by our imagination frankly at this point and that's what we've established over the past couple months at expert vr through our conversations with government fire halls police officers like basically any emergency responder that's gone through our simulations has noted the fact that hey like these are opportunities for us to go through these and get repetitions and get better and gain that confidence in a simulation when it's not that stressful environment that could have negative repercussions. And I think that, like you said, we're, we're learning every single day and these iterations that AI can provide are only going to make everyone involved better. Right. For sure. And 
I guess on that note, Dave, I know you've been having some conversations with uh, Surrey Fire and some other BC Fire Departments about AI smoke. Uh, could you touch on that? Because I think a lot of the conversations we're having are like around conversational AI or how AI can like write things for us, but like there's a lot more use cases for AIs. I, I think just the fact that we're going to be able to recreate exact, I don't want to say exact replicas, but we're seeing what digital twins can do. Why VR just had a full digital tin twin recreated. We now know that there's four ways that smoke travels, the way it looks. I'm not going to get into the details here. I'm not the expert in that. We're the experts in VR. But what I will say is that through the organizations that you've connected us with, we're now going to be able to replicate these very stressful, difficult situations almost to exact specifications. And I think that's what's exciting for me, being able to go introduce this new technology to these fire halls, organizations across North America. The fact that at the end of the day, we're, we're giving them the closest thing to what they're actually going to experience. And I think that's been the emphasis is making sure that our training and what we provide is giving them the exact situation and not fluffing it up. This is a real life situation. Lives are at stake. This is important to make sure that we're providing the closest thing to that real life situation and that you're going to be prepared for that when that time comes that you need to perform at your best. It's the same within athletics. I think that's what drew me to expert VR five years ago. That's why I'm here today. The fact that this is needed within government, regional, local, national, international levels. Like this is, we, we talked it on that call this morning, Evan, this is the way training is going to happen in the future. And I think be, being able to have now new AI simulations for smoke specifically is just, again, a, and then one piece of where AI can impact us positively. Um, so it's really reassuring in that we have these technologies that are going to be available and continue to make these simulations better and ultimately save more lives. For sure, for sure. And I think it's hearing those types of examples, um, hopefully any professors listening to this, it's pretty obvious, like, okay, if we can create how there are more realistic ways for students to train, that makes a lot of sense. But I guess looping back to, to earlier in the conversation when you were talking about your friend writing different reports and other students like writing essays, there's obviously a huge debate right now in the education space. We have some professors and some schools are like, ChatGPT is banned. And if we like can even see like 1% of your essay was written by ChatGPT, you failed the class kind of thing. But then there's other schools, I believe it was UFT that's launching a, a class teaching students on how to use ChatGPT. Um, obviously, I think we're pretty biased uh, on, on one end there of what people should be doing, but um, Marvin just graduated uh, nine months ago or so, and we we're just talking about those examples. Where do you think is that that good middle ground? Um, it's similar to the question I asked before, I guess, but uh, yeah, around banning ChatGPT or promoting it. Yeah, I think as time continues to go, uh, it's always we're always going to have that debate between old gen versus new gen, and I think for the most parts. Like no matter what happens, like technology is always going to continue to grow. So there's always going to be a balance between AI and like actual work that we're doing, right? Like we talked about before, like we need to be uh, balanced and disciplined with AI. Like we can't completely rely on it. We also have to have 
like they've said, uh, to ha like ex continue to expand our creativity and be able to prompt these AIs, right? But I do think that there's a place for AI in, in the education space, and this is real life, right? And like we don't want to continue to censor like the young students of not using AI, and then all of a sudden when they graduate from school, like they get a job, and all of a sudden all the jobs that they use are AI related, right? So sooner or later, I definitely think that the education system is going to implement more AI classes like UFT is doing as well. And a lot of these bans on AI, I think, are going to be uplifted, but also restricted as well. Post-secondary education was not originally taught online. We now have yeah. educational systems that are completely online-based. The fact that there's organizations that are having people keep their head in the sand when it comes to AI and what it's capable of doing and learning that technology is doing a disservice to them when they graduate because they're then going to be a step behind of everyone else and how to use that tool effectively. And Evan, we talked about it. Meta is hiring developers, paying them $600,000 annually, USD, so like a milli Canadian, and they're expected to they're probably going to be using ChatGPT, and these companies are going to have more money available every year because of these new tools that come available that make the companies more money. So they have more money to pay their employees for using these services. If you are an employee that doesn't know how to use that service, you cannot do that job. And that is putting you one step behind every other person out there that's your competitor vying for that job. Exactly. For sure, for sure. I guess looking at that job market, I think I, there's obviously a lot of debates going on right now in government policies of like, how do we regulate AI? Because it is growing exponentially and there's there could be um, bad results coming from this, whether it's bad actors using the technology or it's just in general, like, yes, tractors came in and then farmers found new jobs or, or farmers workers found new jobs, but there was a little bit more time. AI is kind of, it's a technology that's just steamrolling through all these jobs and could event, could pretty quickly wipe out some some different jobs. And I think, especially in the, the creative market, there's been a lot of debates lately around um, in the music industry, for example, where um, I know there was just a, uh, was it a Drake? Drake song. Uh, the Weeknd song. <laughs> yeah song that came out that's completely made by AI and they're not involved and so Universal is suing them um, I've seen a bunch of videos of like Kanye singing Ariana Grande <laughs> songs and things yep. like those lines so like it's it's creating this technology that in the future uh, obviously music production companies are fighting it right now but in the future they could just own a whole library of past artists that have now passed away and they don't need to pay new artists because they can just create these and we're seeing things like Midjourney that are able to create uh, visual artwork and everything. Um, we haven't talked about this much in our other conversations, so curious on both your opinions. Where do you think the government should step in to to be watching those, uh, watching where it's heading and regulating things? Obviously, a huge question. That's kind of rough there, but yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I definitely think there's a fine line. Um, for sure, especially when it comes to impersonating someone. I don't think anyone necessarily wants to be impersonated and be defamed and put into a bad light with AI, especially. 
And I think right now as well, like with the media and how fast media actually circulates with celebrities, um, it can be very dangerous for them, for their image and just for their personal lives just in general. So um, I would say it's definitely a tough question just because I'm always like an advocate of just like sharing all the creative work and whether that's used with AI or created with AI or not, I think that should be shared with the world because at the end of the day, like we always want to inspire other people. And like Tupac said, uh, can't remember the quote uh, specifically, but he said something along the lines that he doesn't need to change the world. He just needs to inspire the person who will. And I think with more content being pushed with AI, whether it's with all these like systems, I think if it's pushed in a positive light, then ultimately it's the, for the better of society. But yeah, impersonation, definitely <laughs> want to put some uh, regulations there for sure. It's the deep fake thing is so wild. And yeah, I mean, these kind of conversations are also being replaced via AI. Like this podcast, literally we could prompt whatever AI tool that they're using out there to say, hey, have a conversation between Marvin, Evan, and Dave. There are three roles at Expert VR and have it talk about AI, the positives, negatives, and yada, yada. And it would probably spit out a conversation that's similar to this, which is appalling to think about. But we're, that's the reality of our situation, right? So what I like to bring up the fact is that it's never going to replace having that face-to-face -face conversation. So that's one thing that we can always know and rely on but from a government standpoint from them stepping in tough job to have to do how do you know whether it's deep fake how do you like so again above my pay grade I, i'm gonna refrain from answering that one specifically but what i will say the difficult job to do the more and more people continue to expand on their personal brands for businesses as they use these tools it's going to be integral that policies catch up and i think that's going to be a very difficult thing to do because the u.s is still operating based on stuff that was written 150 years ago and canada is not far behind that right so i think it's going to be a real interesting dynamic over the next five ten years as these changes evolve so quickly and then you have people like elon saying maybe we shouldn't use this and then he talks about the fact that he's bringing out his own truth gpt so hey I'll be the first to admit way above my pay grade. What I will say though, is it's exciting to be able to watch from the sidelines and to be able to have conversations like this and say, Hey, like maybe this is where it will be going. Listening to people like Sam Parr, Sean Puri from my first million, you know, I'm trying to think of what other, uh, what's that other podcast? um, the all in podcast. Like there's a couple that are talking about these, you know, current events that are impacting the world at a global stage. Obviously, as we continue to get more listeners here, people interacting via this podcast, it'll be incredible to have these conversations, even in our Discord, right? Like, that's where this continuous learning and education will basically spread out and separate the good from the great. And I think that's what AI does, too. It's like people are going to be able to use it really effectively, and it's going to benefit them 10x to what someone who's not using it or using it to a small degree so it's just separating the herd and only time will tell who benefits from it most and uses it most wisely but tough job for the gov nonetheless <laughs>
Right. Definitely a tough job for the government and uh very good point. It, we're above all of our pay grades, I think, to answer these questions uh, very head on. But um, I know listening to people like you mentioned, uh, Lex Freeman is another one that I, I really like to listen to interview specialists in these types of spaces so that you're really learning from the people that are at that pay grade um, about where these technologies are going. So hopefully government officials are also uh, trying to gain some of that knowledge because we, we see the the court cases like with Meta or lately with TikTok, where it doesn't seem like they did too much research into the topics that they're talking about. Uh, but it's like, okay, we, we need people that really understand where the technology is today, how it relates to other technologies out there and, and where it might be heading. Um, so yeah, hopefully there are, are more of those people uh, coming out in, in the government. We should try and get like a government expert on here yeah. to talk that i'm sure like we could probably now that we've put that out there uh someone watching this can probably connect us connect the dots uh would be really interesting to hear because i think they probably have a lot more uh, valuable information to share no and they won't interest out <laughs> i i think a really interesting point off of that uh just talking about like uft um teaching that a course versus other universities banning it i feel like we could probably find a guest from a university that banned it and uh, I guess uh, probably the professor that's teaching that course at UFT, that could be an interesting conversation between the two. Love it. Yeah. Kind of like Jubilee and just sitting them down in the room and finding the middle ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what, to me, like, I'd, I'm struggling to see why people wouldn't want to use it in a classroom setting if it's going to up-level the individual that's using it. And I can see like, hey, th we want to continue to promote this learning and thought process and making sure that you're going to doing that work yourself. But man, with what it's going to be able to, I look at positives. I, I want to think net positive. And for the vast majority, this is a positive tool. That's the way I look at it. So I struggle when I, when I hear people banning it. Like I just... I hope that those kids have access. If there's anyone listening, reach out. We'll we'll hook it up. I <laughs> could, yeah, we'll do some chat GPT training on the side. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, I would agree. It's, uh, it's I struggle to see see that connection of why you would ban it. In my mind, though, it probably goes it goes back to grade one through grade twelve and into university where. It, Every time you're doing a math problem, they're like, you got to show all of your work. You got to do this. I was like, well, I got the right answer because I used a calculator and like, I'm going to have a calculator in the future. And I remember back grade nine or previously before smartphones really started um, becoming a thing, everyone was just like, you're not, you're never going to have a calculator with you all the time. I was like, yeah, now I have a calculator, a camera, a flashlight, like everything that I would ever Google, do to the internet. Chat GPT, yeah. like I have everything in my phone. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So it's like, it's not something we can't do now. Yeah, exactly. And I know uh, that the whole evolution of the education system is sort of a touchy and uh, sensitive topic, but I just want to put it out there how education as system has not changed over the hundreds of years that they've taught it. Like there was this TikTok video that came up that really put into a perspective where it was showing the evolution of technology, the evolution of everyday life. And then it showed the evolution of the classroom versus 150 years ago and 150 years ago today. And it's the same exact thing, same 
same box, same desk and chairs. So just putting that out there. I'm not commenting. <laughs> but <laughs> overlay that audio with this right here over the front of that TikTok. I saw the same thing. I was thinking the exact it's like it's scary how like it has not changed. Exactly. And it's so and it's just scary too because it's like they designed the education system for like factory workers, which makes perfect sense. Like you're like that's designed, but you would think like we can see where industry is today and we're not, not all factory workers. So you would think the education system would be evolving accordingly. Uh, so it, yeah, it is very interesting. And definitely there are a lot of teachers, professors, schools out there that are making those efforts to evolve. So uh, not to, not to put anybody down. There's definitely a lot of amazing people out there doing that work, but we need to see a, a greater push towards it. And Hey, Marvin, it's coming. Sorry. I, I didn't mean yeah. to, right? no, I, I just want to jump it. Like, double down on that like it is coming right and we are making those progressions and it's again conversations like this where we continue to have show the benefits and it's we can tell people the benefits till the cows come home when people notice the impact the most is when they actually throw on a headset and when they actually go through the simulations and the training and they realize oh this is actually why it's making an impact and why it's changing and why people are investing money because you as much as I can tell you that the learning retention is 4x, confidence goes up 3.75x, like people are not going to understand that until they get immersed into it. I promise once you throw it on, you will understand why. That's that's just where it is, and that's where training's heading. And it's, it's cool to be at the forefront of that, right? Like I look at that TikTok, Marvin, and in 20, 30, 40 years, people are going to look at our TikToks and say, holy crap, these guys literally reinvented the educational space exactly and evan i don't know if you want to just like throw in our mission statement because i feel like everything that dave said has our mission statement right in the same line <laughs> no that's a great point Barbara. yeah like uh our mission statement at expert vr is to collaboratively build a the future of education that is accessible engaging and impactful for all and to touch on a couple of those points uh the main three uh, accessibility uh engaging and impactful accessible we want to make sure that anyone no matter if you have different ways of learning different disabilities you are able to learn uh, in an in an engaging impactful way and on those two points engaging making sure that it's actually interesting and that you're excited to go into these learning activities there's so many classes whether it be in grade school or university that i did not want to go to and but i had to to get a mark um, or just get a participation point um but if we can make it engaging and then we can show where that impact is happening, giving data feedback to the students and to the professors so that every time they're doing these accessible and engaging experiences, they're seeing the impact that's having on how they're progressing through their learning. Um, but lastly, I think the, the main point and what we're really trying to do at Expert VR um, and as we're having these conversations is that collaborative piece. It's like we're, we don't think at Expert VR we're going to change the, the whole education system. And we don't think anybody can do that by themselves. So how can we work together and bring people together, bring these bright minds and these uh, innovators that are trying to change the education system one school at a time? Let's bring us all together and, and work together to, to make a greater impact. One plus one doesn't always equal two. That's our quote. Love it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and going back, Marvin, you were saying there um, in the last question about, yeah, like, there's a lot of positivity here and there needs to be some regulation because of uh, like deep fakes and, and all the examples we were giving there around AI. 
uh, but it's really comes down to like positivity. Um, and so, uh, and so I think looking at that and, and thinking about who are those positive actors and, and where are things, things going, um, definitely there needs to be regulations around making sure that like somebody can't copy me unless I give them permission face or my voice or things along those lines. Um, but for, for somebody that's like in government that is, uh, exploring this and trying to understand so they can write those regulations, where would either of you suggest somebody like start so that they can understand the difference between positive and, and negative AI and, uh, and how it can be used? Uh, yeah, I think like any novice just getting into AI, I think it just starts with just their, how it affects their daily lives and just uh, really understand. I feel like for them to understand it from a government aspect, they need to understand it from a personal aspect as well too, in a work aspect, just because AI is, it's here, it's arrived, you know what I mean? So it's affecting how we operate on our daily lives. And I think just having these conversations with their peers or friends and family and just understand like, okay, like this is where my friends and families are comfortable with AI. Uh, and just sort of like relating that back to their work life. Yeah. Like for the most part, relating it back to anything government, like it's a, something that I'm not too knowledgeable about for sure. But I think like having any amateur getting into AI, it just starts with their personal lives and they need to just understand the fundamentals of AI before they can actually like implement it in any government regulation. I have a quick process that anyone can implement right here. So if you're listening and you want to use ChatGPT or OpenAI for the first time, here it goes. You're going to open your browser, type in ChatGPT. You're going to hit enter. You're going to go into that, create your account. You're going to simply type in act as, then you're going to insert whatever your job title is. If we're going to use the government, for example, Evan, we're going to say act as the advisor to the minister for blank, whatever that title is. You know, have that closed off. You're going to say, generate me a policy around, we'll say, natural disasters and how VR training is going to be used or implemented to ensure that we can ensure Canadian safety in the next 10 years. Now, ChatGPT is going to generate a policy for you that is written around Canadians and how it's going to protect us for the next 10, 20, 30 years from natural disasters. Now, if you are a school teacher, if you are a business owner, you can do this same process by inserting act as generate this XYZ paper policy as the head of blank, as the owner of blank. And this is literally going to be able to complete your job. Now, it's not going to do it at 100% accuracy rate. It's not going to be perfect, but this will give you a template, bones, structure, 95% of what you're looking for. You refine that, plug that back in, then say, edit this or act as my editor. And now you're going to get a refined version that's even more, you know, higher quality. Super simple process, not difficult to do. And you can do this. Maybe you want to be the head of CEO or the CEO or the marketing manager for Pepsi. And you want to say, act as the marketing manager for Pepsi. And you include that. It's, it's crazy. Um, I did a slow kind of butchered job there at the end, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a that's a great process and breakdown. Go to Google, search ChatGPT, make an account, 
put in your job description saying act as, uh, and then ask it whatever question. I, I think a, a great, another example that, that I did in, in the real world is, uh, uh, a friend of mine, dad's is, is, is a mayor locally and sat down, uh, well, she sat down and had to write a proposal or a brief on why they're trying to put a new gravel pit into the area. And she wrote this up, I think spent like five hours or so writing it, editing it and sending it over to the right people. That night I was sitting down with my dad for dinner. I was talking to him about ChatGPT, So I just pulled it up on my phone. I said, act as the mayor of X local town, write a, a report on why, or a statement on why we're adding the scrabble pit within a minute, a couple seconds, it spit out, um, that report. My dad read it over. He knew a couple of the policy points cause he helped her edit it and said X, Y, and Z, um, isn't true inside of here because of the town they live in. So I said X, Y, and Z aren't true. And it edited it, took those out, replaced them with new points. And within five minutes, just going back and forth like that, we had almost a replica or like a, a like Dave said, a 95%, um, their report for, for this mayor. Um, obviously she had already sent out that report and done everything, but just a great example of, yeah, jumping in there and just ask, asking a couple of questions just to see what it spits out and gives you. The ability to like re have this content repurposed too, like for instance, you have that brief or let's just say you have a TikTok or a viral LinkedIn post that goes wild. You can then take that LinkedIn post and say, Hey, can you regenerate this as a Twitter thread for me? Oh, well, now it's spit out nine different tweets for you to use as a Twitter thread that it's taken from your LinkedIn post, which theoretically was yours. So now theoretically that's your content as well. <laughs> I don't know how else to say this other than the power that is out there is incredible and it's all just based on what you're able to prompt it with. And so if you take anything from this conversation, from what we've said, for me specifically, I would say learn how to prompt properly. And if you figure out a good method and a good system, uh, share it with me, sell it online, do whatever you want to do. Uh, I think it'll probably be beneficial for you in the long run. For sure. Then, uh, I have two more questions, just kind of quick fire ones for both of you, I guess. Number one, what do you, what industry do you think is going to be impacted most over the next 10 years or whatever timeline you want to pick, um, by AI? Um, yeah, I think oh, I mentioned it uh, earlier on the podcast. I think definitely the uh, the medicine industry and the transportation industry as well too. Uh, for the most part, when if AI finds a way to personalize all these things, then it will just change our lives for the better. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, man, the banking industry is going to change. Stock markets are being manipulated from AI now. I think like it would be naive for me to say something if I was just what what's the here's how I'll answer the question Evan uh, in the way that I think is probably the best what industry is being impacted by at least currently interesting I love that yeah I think it's it it comes back to what are those industries that are so entrenched in their ways that they're not being yeah they're not being impacted by it today that like some entrepreneur is going to come around and be like here is how we're using the technology to completely disrupt this industry because it needs to be disrupted. And like, uh, I know myself, uh, lawyers have always been, uh, 
interesting group of people to, to work with. I think we have got some great lawyers now, uh, but I've worked with different ones in the past. And uh, I, I think that's an area like, I, I think it was Dave, you were mentioning earlier, um, writing like legal documents and everything. Obviously you need to review those, but if there is an AI in the future that can replace 99% of that, and then you're getting a lawyer to just read it over, approve, or maybe this is an expert legal prompting lawyer for AI. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think that's a great point. It's, it's the industries that aren't getting disrupted that are about to be disrupted. And I think like to your point, Marvin, there's AI that's already out there. Like, uh, Mart Martin Shrelly, Shrelly, I don't, I'm, I'm mispronouncing his last name. You know, basically the most hated man in America, uh, yeah. because he got started in pharma, raised the price of some drug, but he made his like first hundred million and he's now releasing an AI doctor. So essentially now, instead of people having access to these, it was in episode 445 of the My First Million podcast. So go over there to check it out. Those guys are great. Um, but example, Marvin, like you said, that idea that was is now like coming to fruition within days of it being out there available. And it's it's going to be impacted in so many ways. I think that's what's cool though. The healthcare space instead of having to go visit a doctor or go talk to a doctor personally online, now you're going to be able to list off instead of going to PubMed or like AskMD or WebMD to try and self-diagnose yourself, at least you're using an AI that's trained knowledgeable as a doctor that's going to be able to provide you the best answer possible and not me from a biased, <laughs> subdued, unhealthy perspective searching out PubMed and hoping I get the right answer. Right. <laughs> And hopefully that AI, like always having access, if you give it access to your medical records and to like your, to your Apple watch or other like health monitoring systems so that it has all of that data to give better opinions on and hopefully share that maybe with the doctor as well. And there can still be some <laughs> human interaction and feedback, but at least the doctor has all that information collected and, and an AI report to go off of. Well, and then over time it's learning and it can apply all of the knowledge that's previously there. Like what I think there was some crazy stat and I, I won't, I don't have it. Um, but I know that doctors after they graduate from and have like received their MD, like they're, they don't, they're not required to go back and re up on their education as frequently as we would maybe hope as customers. Hey, AI is now you've got the most updated information possible. I actually might prefer to go to this AI doctor than I would a human person in 10 years because that person hasn't been in school in 10 years. Like that, true. right now it seems foreign, but I, I bet you that's something that I'll make that prediction right now and say, I'm probably more willing to talk to an AI doctor than someone who hasn't been in school in 10 years. Very good point. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's like the that's the future and obviously we've talked a lot about chat chat gpt and earlier we talked about some other tools if if you if we say everyone has chat gpt what is like the second tool that both of you would recommend is like the, the number one ai tool to to check out beyond on chat gpt because i feel like that would be first but oh um that's a great great question I feel like for the most part, ChatGPT is very general. Anyone can use ChatGPT, but it also depends on your job or your hobbies, right? Um, yeah. It depends. 
Uh, that would be my answer. Uh, again, Marvin said, it depends on your job, your responsibility. I think agent CBT is going to be legit. Uh, you yeah. are able to prompt it and tell it what the avatar, what your role is, what you're getting or looking for it to accomplish. So I'd say that's probably number two because you can do it, insert any role that you're looking for. If you're a podcast editor, though, probably podcast.ai. If you're a sales rep, probably HubSpot.ai, uh, right? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Looks like you're still thinking there, Marvin. Do you have any other? Yeah, no, it's just a, it's just a, honestly, just a really great, really great question. Jumping <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly with my, my thought, like, yeah, I think there's a lot out there that are, are really cool to check out. I think just like Dave said, and like Marvo was saying as well, like, yeah, it, it depends on what your job is, what your position is, what industry you're in. Um, for me, I think one that's kind of, the most scary to look at but also one of the most fun to play with is mid-journey ai so mid-journey is uh, a photo creation app it's it's built into discord so you you have to know how to use discord and you go in there it's not that hard uh let me know if you need to walk through uh, but you go into the mid-journey ai and basically you can just ask for any photo like you can say that i want a realistic photo of me on a beach and i can feed mid-journey a picture of me and then it will create a photo of me sitting on a beach, but you can get much more detailed where you're like, I want uh, a very stylized photo that's in kind of a Mario uh, 8-bit type style. And I'm I'm looking like Mario sitting beside Bernie Sanders um, on a castle or something, and it will spit that out. And like, I, I say it's scary because like we we're talking about before, I just used Bernie Sanders as, as an example. I was in mid-journey yesterday um yesterday uh, when we're recording this was april 20th 420 obviously there's some connection there to a few things in, in the site guys uh <laughs> cannabis uh, so there was all these pictures where people like aoc and bernie sanders like smoking a blunt or um, pope francis and uh sweet <laughs> and so like very realistic photos uh, were coming out that like you could could share so there is scary there but it's also like I think those photos are kind of funny. So there's that like comedic, where's the, the right boundary of uh, crossing that line. Uh, so I would say that's a fun one. Just anyone can jump in and kind of throw out any prompt that they, they think is kind of creative and it will throw back some really cool pictures. Is mid journey free? Uh, mid to, to start it is free. Uh, yeah, it's, I can't remember how many, but after a certain amount of requests, then, uh, then you have to start paying for it. Oh, okay. I'm going to max that out pretty quick. Yeah, I've already maxed it out. <laughs> say, say, me too as well. Luckily, I have a different Discord account. So, is <laughs> over here with twenty-three different email addresses. Even sibling software that every seven can send it. I love it. Hey, I'm good for the year. I'm good for the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I can very much attest to Midjourney. Uh, for people who haven't used Midjourney or are new to AI, Midjourney is definitely one that's fun to play with and fun to show your friends and family and just have a good laugh. Um, I don't have another one that I would say I use as regularly as ChatGPT, but if there was uh, AI, I could change up the question of like, what AI tool am I looking forward to uh, using in the future? I'd probably have to do something with videography just because for the most part, I am the marketing content manager here at ExpertVR, so I deal with a lot of uh, content creation. And me personally, I 
write poems and I record a lot of videos and I'm trying to get into videography. So if there was an AI tool that could automatically color grade um, videos, that could definitely be my winner. But I'm sure maybe there probably is something. So if you guys, yeah, <laughs> if there is a tool like that, please, please let me know. I feel like we'll get some responses there for sure. Yeah, what was that? You just you brought up such a good point there, and I was gonna ask you a question on it. Oh man, um, yo, have you asked ChatGPT to write poems yet? I have, and I'm jealous, so <laughs> I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, ChatGPT for a lot of people, a lot of writers. I would want, I would say, like, don't feel in fear to ChatGPT. Don't be afraid to ask prompts and realize that it's an AI bot and it takes inspiration from all the poets from the past as well too so it's definitely uh <laughs> really much of an ego 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 battle i would say but at the same time i use ChatGPT a lot for when i'm stuck so if you're ever stuck and you're in that place where you don't know where to start definitely try to use ai and yeah don't feel bad if it write something better than you could write so <laughs> make sure that you're comfortable with the fact that like social media it's going to showcase to you all of the good and not all of the bad so make sure exactly hey just take everything with a grain of salt 95 percent review your work um yeah no it's cool be excited about it this is the best time ever to be alive for sure <laughs> so many exciting things happening so yeah couldn't agree more and and uh, I'm excited after this conversation, uh, talking about uh, different professors and government leaders out there that are making these decisions. It'd be great to have them on the podcast to talk about how where they see it going as well so that we can uh, get somebody at that, that pay grade like we were talking about uh, in here. But uh, no, awesome conversation. I guess, uh, do you guys have anything else to add at the end here? Anything you want to shout out? I would just say uh, some parting words would be to try this new technology whether it's vr xr ai like don't get left behind think about 10 15 20 years ago if you hadn't fired up inter the internet or opened up a computer or gotten a cell phone like, you would probably be living on a farm somewhere maybe still hand getting your food uh you know that we bring it full circle here uh just just use the stuff uh more than anything like what we've talked about over the past 45, 50 minutes, it's trying, testing, tasting what you like, what works for you, where it can benefit you. I would say that's where um, my biggest suggestion is, is I don't want to see anyone left behind feeling like they don't know how to do it. So I'm trying to educate everyone in my life personally and professionally. Um, and if there's anyone else listening, I'm happy to do that as well. So appreciate you two for uh, this conversation. It's been a pleasure. I love uh, getting fired up over technology. It's exciting. Yeah, for sure. And I guess on just to build up on that point as well, my key takeaways from here is just like we've talked about this whole time, just conversate with people around you, talk about AI and really go for your dreams. Like now's the time more than ever. A lot of the times we don't know where to start and people aren't fortunate enough to have mentors and people to talk to. AI is a tool that can literally give you all of these instructions for free and it's all at arm's reach. So Check it out, try it out, talk with your friends and just have fun with it and don't be afraid to just try. Love it, love it. I, 
I think some parting words for, for the education space specifically, uh, if you're an educator, jump in, uh, and just like Marvin and Dave were saying, like, explore this, have these conversations. And, and if you're a student, especially if you're like grade 11, grade 12, and you're looking to, uh, looking to apply to different universities and colleges, it might be a good idea to look at what are the policies they're putting in around AI, or is this an innovative university or college that you're, you're looking to apply to, or are they trying to benefit where the workplace you're going to be in in the future or are they trying to limit some of these things and might be a good indicator of uh where you where you should be looking to go wise words awesome Taylor Bates. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you everyone for uh hanging in to the right to the end if you're still listening to this if you could please uh, subscribe and if like we've mentioned multiple times if you're can comment uh, on any of the topics we've talked about or have questions about how to use MidJourney or ChatGPT or any of that stuff, please comment below. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next podcast and hopefully soon having some of those educators on to debate some of these topics as well. And if you made it this far, send the word hat to info at expertvr and we'll choose one lucky winner to get a hat out there. Not this hat, Love another it. one. <laughs> An extra VR hat. We'll get an extra to you. <laughs>